Hi, I'm Dr. Olga Pinkston, a board-certified rheumatologist and the host of the Mind Your Fiber podcast. This podcast is dedicated to fibromyalgia. I discuss up-to-date information about fibro, its treatment, the biology and psychology of the fibromyalgia. I cover the pain science education, the complementary and alternative methods available to you now to improve your symptoms. There are a lot of things that influence development of fibromyalgia trigger fiber flares, and produce other symptoms like IBS or irritable bowel syndrome, depression, and anxiety, and none of them are your fault. In the Mind Your Fiber podcast, you will learn how and why fiber develops, how chronic pain changes your brain, and most importantly, that you're not alone in the struggle, that fiber is real, and how to not let fiber control your life. This podcast provides information only and does not provide any medical or psychological services or advice. Well, welcome back to season two of the Mind Your Fiber podcast, episode 41. Today, we're discussing how your childhood may have affected your health, including chronic pain and fibromyalgia. If you're just starting to follow this podcast and want to learn more about fibromyalgia, I recommend starting with episode one of season one. Also, please download the Season 1 episode guide that will guide you through the content of Season 1, where I talk about what fibromyalgia is, how it is diagnosed and treated. Other episodes cover pain science, the pain-stress connection, self-care, diet, exercise, and sleep. This season also includes important topics on grief, relationships, and pushing and crashing. So please use Season 1 guide to keep track of your progress. The link to download is in the show notes or roomcoach.com slash season one. So my podcast episodes intend to provide information, but this is a warning. If any of this is triggering or activating your nervous system, please pause, do some self-care and talk to someone. This is not intended to add more pain, but rather provide education. Another reason for self-compassion, show the common humanity of our experiences in that you're not alone in your struggle. So it's been a couple of weeks since my last episode, even though I thought I was going to record it sooner than today, life happens. We had a death in the family, unfortunately, a birthday party for my now six-year-old, fortunately, rather uh, rashly uh, planned, Mother's Day, and lots of school events that somehow all were packed into the month of May and will continue coming. Life is truly 50-50, good and bad, happy and sad. It gives us profound lessons and many more reasons to appreciate it. So last week, my relative died of old age and dementia. While visiting him in the hospital, I spoke with one of the hospital volunteers, Mark a delightful elementary school principal who spends his free time volunteering at the hospital with the program, No One Dies Alone. As we chatted about his volunteering, Mark mentioned that his father volunteered at the same hospital and his father's legacy and impact of of his father on his children, including faith and service. As I sat next to my relative who has been gradually declining over the last few years and now slowly transitioning to his afterlife, I thought of his legacy. 
And it was not the legacy one hopes to pass on to his children. He traumatized all of his children, ex-wife, other relatives, and friends. He was traumatized as a child, living with a mother who had tuberculosis, in and out of treatments, which contributed to his issues with attachment, mental illness, chaotic lifestyle, and inability to cope with life stressors. He was tormented as a child, and he was the tormentor, the legacy of multi-generational trauma. During the rheumatology fellowship training at the Mayo Clinic, I learned about the risk factors or triggers of developing fibromyalgia, with stress and trauma being one of the most common ones. But not until later, I started to connect the dots of how stress and trauma affect our health, both mental and physical. In 2021, I came across the book, What Happened to You? Conversations on Trauma, Resilience, and Healing by Oprah Winfrey and Dr. Bruce Perry, psychiatrist, neuroscientist, and trauma expert. As I listened to this book on Audible, the explanation of how a brain and nervous system develop, the stories, and the psychological and health effects that come from facing trauma and adversity at a young age literally shifted overnight my mindset as a physician, seeing patients from the perspective, what's wrong with you, to what happened to you. The more time I spent observing and talking to my patients and family, the more they revealed to me that most of us experienced some type of psychological trauma. Trauma, like stress, is universal. So today I will talk about adverse childhood experiences or ACEs. What happened to you as a child that could explain your health challenges today? Later, I will speak of positive childhood experiences and resiliency. ACEs are adverse childhood experiences that harm children's developing brain, changing how children respond to stress that leads to changes in their nervous and immune systems, damaging so profoundly that the effects show up decades later. The CDC Kaiser Permanente Adverse Childhood Experiences ACE study is one of the largest investigations of childhood abuse and neglect, household challenges, and later life, health, and well-being. The study was conducted by the Centers for Disease Control, CDC, in the U.S., and Kaiser Permanente Health Insurance Company in the mid-1990s with a group of patients insured through Kaiser Permanente. The initial study focused on how stressful or traumatic childhood experiences have negative neurodevelopmental impacts that persist over the lifespan and increase the risk of various health and social problems in adults. The 17,000 participants surveyed were asked about their experiences with childhood maltreatment, family dysfunction, and current health status and behaviors. The ACE study found that childhood trauma leads to the adult onset of chronic diseases, depression, and other mental illnesses, violence, and being a victim of violence, incarceration, multiple marriages, employment challenges, and financial and social problems. So the ACE survey has 10 experiences, and I will uh, link the survey in the show notes. The 10 ACEs the original researchers measured were physical, sexual, and verbal abuse, 
physical and emotional neglect, a family member who is depressed or diagnosed with other mental illness, addicted to alcohol or another substance, in prison, witnessing a mother being abused, losing a parent to separation, divorce, or other reason. People have an A score of 0 to 10. Each type of trauma counts as one, no matter how many times it occurs. Later studies and other ACE surveys have expanded the types of adverse childhood experiences to include racism, gender discrimination, witnessing a sibling being abused, witnessing a violence outside of the home, witnessing a father being abused by a mother, being bullied by a peer or adult, involvement with the foster care system, living in a war zone, living in an unsafe neighborhood, losing a family member to deportation, etc. The CDC Kaiser Permanente A study and subsequent research shows that two-thirds or 67% of people in the U.S. have at least one ACE. Many reported experiencing a divorce or parental separation or having a parent with a mental illness or an addiction. Adverse childhood experiences often occur together. If you have one, there is an 87% chance that you have two or more. Almost 40% of the original sample reported two or more ACEs, and 12.5% and 12 experienced four or more. Because ACEs occur in clusters, many subsequent studies have examined the cumulative effects of ACEs rather than individual effect of each. Adults who have ACEs as children engage more in high-risk health behaviors, such as smoking, alcohol and drug abuse, promiscuity, this had severe obesity, and also had more chronic health problems, including depression, heart disease, stroke, autoimmune conditions, chronic pain, including fibromyalgia, cancer, chronic lung disease, and did not live as long. People with an A score of six or higher are at risk of their lifespan being shortened by 20 years. People with an A score of four are twice as likely to be smokers and seven times more likely to be alcoholics. Compared to A score of zero, having four adverse childhood experiences was associated with 700 increase in alcoholism in adults, a doubling of risk of being diagnosed with cancer, and fourfold increase in emphysema or COPD. An A score above six was associated with 30-fold or 3,000% increase in attempted suicide. What's particularly startling is that the 17,000 A study participants were mostly white, Californians, middle and upper middle class, college educated, and all had jobs and great health care, as they were all holders of Kaiser Permanente insurance. This research was replicated by 36 other states, large cities, schools, healthcare systems, other countries, and also over 64,000 juvenile offenders in Florida juvenile justice system. The Florida juvenile justice system showed that only 2.8% of offenders who are children reported no childhood adversity. 
much lower than CDC study done in 1998, which was 34%. I found additional data from the Florida Juvenile System survey was mentioning because it may explain why women have more chronic pain as well as fibromyalgia. The Florida study showed higher rates of all 10 ACEs in girls than in boys, with an average composite score of 4.29 ACEs for females and 3.48 for males. Nearly half of the girls reported five or more ACEs, comparing to 27.4% of boys. The biggest contrast between the genders was sexual abuse at 30% for girls and 7% for boys. It was shown that males tend to lash outward while females have more internalized behaviors, mental health symptoms, and self-mutilation, which I suspect contributes to fibromyalgia statistics as well. Because again, we see more fibromyalgia uh, in women than men. During the next episodes, I will discuss the ACE and fibromyalgia connection, but we're also going to talk about resiliency and how resiliency score helps to overcome it. I hope this season of the Mind Your Fiber podcast will help many people, not only those with fibromyalgia, but other uh, people, their support circle, including family, friends, co-workers, and clinicians. If you're a listener, thank you for your support. If you know someone who can benefit from this podcast, please share. Let's create a global awareness of trauma. Thank you for listening. i see you next week. Thank you for listening to this podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode, the best thing you can do is to share with someone and leave a review and rating. This helps me support more people just like you move toward better life with fibromyalgia. All you have to do is to go to the platform you're listening on click the share button or the icon, and just send it to a friend. I so appreciate you taking your time to do so. Make sure you sign up or subscribe to this podcast so you can get the most up-to-date information in the new episodes. Thanks for joining me today, and I will see you next week. And don't forget to mind your fibro. Disclaimer, this podcast provides information only and does not provide any medical or psychological services or advice. None of the content on this podcast prevents, cures, or treats any medical or mental condition.